Welcome to our next episode of Fandom Family Chats. This is a production of Family Fan Clubs on Facebook. You can find us all over Facebook. You can find us all over social media under Fandom Family Chats. Look us up, get dialed in, get plugged in, and get ready to listen to some crazy people talk crazy stuff. Hey guys, welcome back to Fandom Family Chats. I'm Maureen. I'm Amanda. And tonight we are bringing you our NBC night. We are talking all things One Chicago. And as most of you know, I have never been on for Chicago Med discussion because I am not caught up on Chicago Med. I am <laughs> on episode seven of season three, but I watched this episode just for you guys. And now a lot of things make sense. What the other rest of the team has been talking about this whole time. <laughs> so. But I'm here. I'm here to fill in a knee. I'm caught exactly. up. Yes. And I did see, because uh, I made it a point, usually when I'm watching Chicago, I'm binging, so I always hit skip recap. I yeah. did not do that when I watched this. So I kind of got the background on what happened last week. So Crockett saved the day last week. I saw there was a train yes. crash, apparently. Yes, uh, And that was. continued into this week with Nathaniel. So yes. Caught on to um, I don't know. I didn't really follow this story too well this week, unfortunately. <laughs> um, But I know the basis of it he's after they got in there there was damage to the lungs mm-hmm. and i thought that was interesting i know played out too yeah and i don't i don't even know if i agreed with crockett i i was scared this entire time that he was doing this i did not really agree with this situation i guess it kind of worked out but that was a risky mm-hmm a big risk really when a few weeks ago he's he already took a big risk with yeah. the transplant with dr blake so him doing this again him doing something like this again this week i don't know i don't know i don't know if you're if you really know but he's changing a lot recently and i'm not digging it too much and i hope he kind of calms down calms down yeah he's just trying to take like more and more risks and i'm not entirely sure what is going on well it seemed with this patient there wasn't really another option because the vent wasn't working anymore so he was going to die so it was either try this to save him or he's going to die anyway yeah because i think what what confused me at first when they were like oh the batteries and i thought it was like a metaphor for something in the body (laughs) what do you mean his batteries aren't working what does that mean but then it was you know, the, the lithium from the train that he inhaled. Oh, yeah. a real thing. Okay, I got it now. I'm with you. But it was. No, it took me. I rewound it because I was like, what? Do I miss something? <laughs> I thought, because I just came off of watching PD where she's like, you talking a lot of cliches. I'm like, are they, are they doing the same thing in all the shows? Is it just fun cliche? Like, what's happening here? But I thought it was interesting that they incorporated the engineer and his mm-hmm. team into building that that uh i don't know what it was called but it was where you hold the lungs for it so it could be perforated and aerated yeah and we knew we talked about it last week we knew that dayton was going to have a bigger part oh really then yeah i mean it was it was weird because they kept putting concentration on him mm. when he wasn't the hurt one but they were like deliberately saying like his whole name oh and they don't really like always do that so we kind of pinpoint that out mm-hmm. last podcast because we're like that's not normal for them to do yeah he's gonna there's he's gonna have to be back in some kind of way that is interesting because i was wondering because he didn't seem to work at the hospital so i was kind of wondering about that is so the crutches that he's he's walking on is that because of the train accident yeah 
Okay. It is crazy too that they keep in all the, it's not just Chicago shows. It's not just NBC because the resident is doing this too. And I assume Gray's is, I think I heard you guys say Gray's was doing this too, where there's shortages of things. Yes. So Sharon had told them, you know, ECMO can't happen. We don't have enough tubes. And that's crazy to me. Is this really happening? That's what we keep saying from the resident. I mean, this is, we don't, Mm -hmm. I, you think we would hear about this stuff more on the news and it all, to me, if two different networks are doing this, three different, I don't think Grace is doing it really though. Oh, they aren't? Grace is, and usually Grace does cover like real life topics, but they're not covering this. That's why it's okay. a little bit weird to me. But also they're like on a whole new mission this year, yeah. new interns and everything. So it's a little bit different, but the resident and Chicago doing it. So it makes me think that this is a real thing. Maybe How they're scary. exaggerating it. I don't know. I mean, you know that COVID changed a lot of supply chain issues and, and altered it, made it worse. And I mean, even even now, stores struggle to stay stocked, and that's just stores. Yep. So I mean, I, I guess it makes sense, but I didn't really. It's scarier to think about it in the medical field. I know. Like, what what are we supposed to do? You need life saving medication, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, sorry. Exactly. <laughs> like this is why we made this medication is to save lives and then we don't have the medication we can't save the lives it's Mm -hmm. it's a horrible thing and but it's i don't know i was i've said it in many different podcasts in the past i don't i'm getting pretty tired of it and i'm sure the real medical field is too if it is an issue but i'm ready for them to kind of move past this in our shows but we don't want our shows to make us terrified of real life either i know these medical, that's what, it just like, like oh my god especially <laughs> since i regularly have to go and be seen by a team of doctors i don't yes. want to watch these medical shows and be like okay what okay but what but what if something goes wrong am i screwed see <laughs> like, I Ooh, think about that. you should ask them oh my shifts. i go in there monday i'll ask see you should ask is there is there like a supply shortage? because i've seen this on a lot of my shows lately. <laughs> the um, only benefit to this i think the only benefit to this i think is that they are able to pull up several different storylines from this shortage of supply standpoint they are i mean it does give them a little bit of new like new storylines yeah but they get old pretty fast you can't keep doing the same storyline in every episode that's why i get bored to be honest is because i'm like okay this was a problem last week like can we move on Mm -hmm. that's just my brain has i'm easily distracted and i think that's why shows like pd and fire are so popular because there's different cases that are Every episode is a different thing. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the one thing I really do like about Chicago, and it's all of them do it, is the fact that they move on mm-hmm. from things very quick. Even if there's like a death, like a close death, yeah, we get like a little bitty time jump. Like they don't like make us go through a couple of weeks of mourning the person. Like we kind of yeah. move on. The good thing about med that I, what I enjoy about med is they do have different patients every week, but there is a thread that kind of, there's always one little thread. That's a minor mm-hmm. background character that trails through the season. Yep. And I kind of like, I just, this it's unusual for it to be so upfront because I'm gathering this is not last week. It happened with Will and Vanessa and it happened. It's they're going into it again this week. And I know the week before that you guys were talking about it. So, I mean, this isn't, this yeah. is not a background thread this is an up close in your face thread so that's that's unusual yes. this yeah it's just that. a whole bunch of like the same thing and i'm like okay can we like yeah like you said like we can keep it in the background keep it like a, as a backstory keep awareness on it but at the same time like give us give us something more like mm-hmm. 
it was a yeah. different storyline than what we've seen Absolutely. in the past. But it was, I was kind of surprised because I caught on to what the Will Vanessa storyline was. I, I caught on to what it was last week. I understood what was happening. They gave that, I, again, I watched the recap. So I, I got what was happening there. Yeah. And it's again, because I'm going through what I'm going through and I'm about to be put on medication that my body's going to require for the next five years. It, it's a little scary <laughs> to know that they had to go through a dealer and to have this guy come in. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, that was a crazy storyline. Yeah. crazy. Yeah. I, and I didn't even realize it was the same guy when it first happened. Like, did they show him up. last week? They did. Oh, and okay. like, I don't know. Like once, once it started kind of happening, I was like, is that, but it did take me a couple of minutes. I was really confused at first, but apparently this is a guy that she went to medical school with, which I didn't even catch last week. I caught that did, this week. Did she, maybe she didn't say it last week. Because she wouldn't have had a reason to go to me like, hey, my buddy from med school, Devin, you got something for me? <laughs> but she did have to explain how she knew him in the hospital. So maybe it wasn't said last week. Yeah. So you I gotta kind of wonder if this guy started dealing drugs because clearly he has medical experience. Clearly he has yeah. medical knowledge. So I wonder if he got out of that because he saw, hey, I could be way more lucrative doing this and I know how much people need. Oh, yeah. I definitely think so. I mean, even... In the past, Vanessa's abused um, like Adderall and stuff, so she okay. could work extra, extra hours. Like, so this is like a. I don't mean, it, it was. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, <laughs> but you know what popped in my head when you said that? What? Saved by the Bell. I'm so excited. Oh, oh God! I'm so excited. I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> she was taking those chemicals. It's not yeah. taking drugs is not funny, people. I understand <laughs> it's not funny. But Saved by the Bell made that nostalgically funny thing. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. Now I feel bad. All right. So, so she abused stuff in the past. I did not know. She's that. abused stuff in the past. And I mean, so it, it didn't make me really surprised that she would know people. But from her character in the past, I am a little bit surprised of, about her even like last week about getting the drugs and being brazen enough to mm -hmm. do this. But at the same time, she is a lot like Will and wants to do anything they can to save their patient, even if it's not legal or ethnically right. I mm -hmm. mean, you shouldn't give drugs where you don't absolutely know where they came from. Oh, for sure really to a patient i mean when the, as soon as he handed him that pill last week i was like uh, this is gonna go bad <laughs> and maybe too knew. seemed to be surprised by that in vanessa because she seemed to think it was a hundred percent willing no part vanessa at all yeah when it was her idea that's why i was like uh i was surprised about her last week so i'm like that's not really like her but she's i don't know her and will are hanging out a little bit more and i don't I don't think it's a romantic thing. Why does Maggie seem freaked out by that? Well, Ma Ma Vanessa's Maggie's daughter. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that would have been information helpful to know while I was watching this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, she didn't raise her. She gave so her up for adoption and then she found her when she was in middle school. Okay. When Vanessa this was in medical school. what you guys were talking about. All right. I yep. got it now. 
See, for yeah. the first half of the episode, it was the girl who worked with Will. So I didn't catch Maggie's my... daughter. Okay. <laughs> in my in my detailed notes that I took, I was like, "What?" Maggie seems very scared. Maggie seems very nervous. Why does Maggie not like this? <laughs> I asked the question like four different ways. Yeah, okay, got it. I got. Well, it. she knows. She knows Will. I mean, I don't think like Will. Will's not a bad he's not guy. a bad guy, but uh, he is older than Vanessa. Well, yeah, yeah. By some years. And also, I feel like Will is very brazen when it comes to his patients, like I was saying. And she probably doesn't want Vanessa to get wrapped up in his ways that I think, mm-hmm. you know, that I wouldn't. Jeanette's going to scream at me through this watch. <laughs> well, I love Will, <laughs> but I can also see that there are some, sometimes he takes it too far in the name of his patients, but it's, you have to balance it out. And I think it's a struggle for Will to do that because his, he gets very emotionally invested, which is dangerous as a doctor. It's it is dangerous. like you're you're. I feel like that's a one oh one oh one. Like you cannot get that attached to your patients. Mm-hmm. You're not you. Then you don't think clearly. That's why yeah. doctors make the decisions they make, and family doesn't. Mm-hmm. Doctors know what they're doing. They know the right way. Hopefully, I mean it doesn't. It, it, it doesn't hurt to get a second opinion or a third opinion. Yeah. Absolutely. Because not every doctor is going to be straight forward with you or even get things right. There's going to be mm-hmm. errors. But, but you can't be afraid of making those errors. You have to yes. be able to learn from them. You need to go in there and do what you know to do. Yep. And then learn and go. With the, I mean, that's what, that's what you're trained to do. Absolutely. And Will just doesn't like losing anybody, mm-hmm. which I mean, well, I get nobody it. likes that. Yeah. But. It I get happens. it, but when you're that emotionally invested, it inhibits what you're able to do on the job. Yeah. So you need to Absolutely. be able to go in there like some of the other doctors where you're like, okay, I don't want you to die. I'm going to do everything I can for you, but I'm also not going to let me, let it freeze me up that you might die. Yeah. I mean, you uh, sadly, living and dying, dying are, go hand in hand. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody dies. You all die in different ways. And doctors, I guarantee you're going to try their darndest. <laughs> I'm gonna slip <laughs> to do everything they can for you, but mm-hmm. I don't know that it always bothers me with Will. But you know what? If I needed a doctor, I'd want him. I want Will. <laughs> yeah, it's. But I can sit here and say all day long, Tony, get emotionally invested in your patients, patients. But I would like a doctor who's going to be emotionally invested in whether or not I live or die. <laughs> so I mean. I can't, I can't, I can't talk too much crap. I, I'm not a doctor. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> I can't, you can't complain too much. I was a little surprised and I audibly gasped when it happened, but when he lost his mind, Devin, when he lost his mind and Archer went after him and then yes. he beamed him in the head with that oxygen bottle. Oh my I gosh. I was gasped. so scared. <laughs> like, I don't like Archer, but at the same time. That really hurt my feelings when he did that. <laughs> I was like, okay, I don't like Archer that much, but can you not do that to him, please? So, you know, like, that's not nice either. This his is jaw looked right. <laughs> he, Stephen Weber did a great job presenting his jaw was swollen. I mean, I really <laughs> believed it. But I know this is the first time I've seen him on screen, but mm. I liked him instantly because I used to watch Wings with my parents when I was a kid. So, like, it's not like he's done anything like horrible. I even I think I even said it in a podcast a week or two ago. Like I, if he I think if he showed enough of his genuine side on this show, 
I could be my mind could be changed. Mm-hmm. I haven't completely written him off. He's just like at the bottom of my list. And he did. I mean, the characters. What he's Asher an a hole to him, a lot of people. That yeah, like when Asher treated him, like he freaked out on her. But yeah, he did that's also how he apologized is. to her, which is very unusual for him. Oh, is it? And we okay. we even said something about it too in the in the chat this week because we we're like, this is actually I don't know if it was which chat it was, but it was a little bit unusual and i want him to find a girlfriend i also put that in the chat you do want him to find a girlfriend i, I do. saw you i saw you saying that i do i think it would humanize him a little bit to me for I, me personally i agree with that sentiment because the people on this show are easier to like when they're happy because and i think it's because their work is so heavy that when you don't have someone to unburden yourself to and you don't have someone you can share it with yeah it, you just become this toxic sort of nasty human being but if you can share the burden with someone you're like easier to like yeah absolutely and i was a little surprised that i mean this isn't a romantic relationship but i was surprised by sharon i thought for sure like even in the notes that i took i wrote oh it seems like they got away with something big here because the guy wasn't the cops were going to press charges and sharon said the board is unhappy but next time just come to me like that's they bought drugs from a drug dealer and didn't know if it was laced with something listen to me <laughs> will can do anything he wants and just get away with it <laughs> i didn't that's not where i thought you were gonna go with this okay all right no he can just do whatever he wants to get away with it now like he breaks the rules all the time and i've always said i don't mind will he's not like my favorite character i love will. but he's not he's he's in my top five he's He's not low on my list by any means, but he irritates me when it comes to, like I said earlier, just making his own rules. Mm. That's not how I work. Like it, I am a rule follower. Yeah. So when he's just constantly breaking the rules when he's not supposed to, it bothers me. He does it. He does it out of love, but Sharon just always. Well, didn't didn't you guys say in an earlier podcast for this that Sharon fired her him and then hired yeah. him back? Yeah. So she like maybe is that why she was being so generous with her decision here because she knew what he was when she hired him back? Yeah, he's been this way since the beginning. He's not going to change. She knows that, but he is a good doctor, mm-hmm. and he's I mean he's been there forever. She I think you know she cares for him. They're kind of friends i guess but still this was know. supremely dangerous what they did oh yeah i fully believed that this was going to be a harsher punishment than mm-hmm. it was i, I did not I, expect them to get off this easy yeah because i've seen sharon do harsher things to people for less mm-hmm. so i just when she but did that i was will. like wow that's okay like a suspension at least at the very the very literally the very least you could do is give them a suspension mm-hmm. and you didn't give them any consequences yeah i mean you could still give them a consequence and say next time when you had this issue you need to come to me first you could still do both of those things but there needed to be a consequence for this oh yeah i love will he's one of my favorites but that's super i mean the guy clearly he was taking something that was laced with something else so he's clearly not vetting his drugs either he's a drug yeah dealer he doesn't care about what's in it he cares about getting the money for them so i mean no and with the fentanyl problem Mm -hmm. that they're having and they're having it in the chicago problem too Mm -hmm. not i mean that's from coming from the real world as well 
But having that kind of problem and then giving somebody drugs off the street was completely irresponsible. Yeah. Like that is so, and I mean, they just were dealing with a fentanyl overdose maybe two weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. With like a little boy died because of the fentanyl <sighs> on the streets right now in the Chicago area <clears throat> in the shows. Happened in, in PD too. I hated yeah. that storyline. Then that's that that same it was the same storyline that carried over that little boy died. I was mad at him last week for it, and I was more disappointed this week mm-hmm. about it. Really, the punishment part. Yeah, and like they were the way they were joking about it because he looked at Vanessa and he said, "We can't ever deal with that dealer again." And she was like, "Ha ha, or any dealer, ha ha ha." Yeah, I didn't like that either. Do you guys realize what you're talking about right now? Like, I think Will was being serious. Like, listen, we can't do this. And then she was kind of like, "Oh, Scott Free," and then made a joke about it. But I just. I hope that he learns from it. I hope that she certainly, because she's what is she an intern or is she a resident? She'd be a resident by now. So she's still learning. So she is at the beginning of her career. She absolutely needs to learn from this, but I don't think she's taking it very seriously at all. Because even even when Sharon handed the handed her reasoning down, Will still seemed shaken by it, and she was like, oh, "I think that's going to be a problem later on." I do too. I don't know what they're gonna, how they're gonna go on with this storyline. I don't know. Maybe they are putting Will and Vanessa together. I, I don't know. It feel because... romantic to me. And I, I mean, granted, this is the first episode I've seen of the season, but it didn't feel romantic to me. It just felt like I don't think I don't know, they're father going... daughter something, brother sister maybe. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're going down this path. It's been a rumor. It's been like people in the groups have been kind of rumoring in other groups that I'm in, other Chicago mm-hmm. groups I'm in. They're like, oh, we feel. You know, we're seeing like vibes coming from Will and Vanessa. I don't, I don't know. I guess I'm not picking up. I wasn't picking up on it while I was watching it. At least I kind of took it as Maggie was like, he, they're talking about Being something secretive. Yeah. Like what are, you know, what's, cause something's going on. What's going on. Mm-hmm. I wasn't taking it as like, a, but I mean, I mean, I've seen Will maybe. act the same way to Noah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what they're going with this, but hopefully not there because I don't know. It felt weird to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like Vanessa. I like Will. <laughs> <laughs> well, my other but... favorite character, and granted, I'm limited on the characters I can like because you know I'm only season three. But Charles is my Doctor Charles is my favorite across all of the Chicago platforms. I I, I love Doctor Charles, and we got Doctor see... Charles is my favorite on Met. Mm-hmm. I love yes. him. I mean, yep. you can't go wrong with Oliver Platt to begin with. I think he's I fantastic. But I just, there's something about Dr. T. He's so human and he's very relatable, but he's also incredibly smart and intuitive. So we get to see him with, um, I kept saying Dr. Charles's intern, caught halfway through her name was Dr. Cuevas. So we got to see <laughs> I them. didn't even know her name. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Good. Wait, She's is, new. Is this the one you guys kept saying? I don't know where, I'm not going to learn her name. She's not, is that the girl? <laughs> we don't learn people's names until there's at least a few episodes down. smart that's very smart <laughs> i didn't but like her anyway so she seemed i liked her in this episode i gather that there was much bigger problems with her last episode she's but, getting better and i think it was something happened last episode where she had because it, it started off or that the recap ended with her basically saying i'm not cut up for this i can't do this and dr charles saying yes you can it just takes time so we saw that kind of come in there in this episode they get a win they get several yep. losses but they also get a win in this episode which was nice and i i actually liked how they played that out in this episode with the win because you could see that it was just 
they had, they prefaced it with the three psych patients that were left there overnight. One had to be released, one had to be shuffled around, one had to just sleep it off and then be released. So it was, it was interesting how they played that out. And I did like the situation with this Harris gentleman who was afraid. I like, first of all, I like how they wrote his character. Yeah. The subtlety that they had there where he's like, Think, well, no, I, I don't, I'm so, I don't even know how I got here. I don't know why I would do that. And just how that unraveled, I thought was yeah. really interesting. Yeah. I usually do. I love Dr. Charles. I think that's why I love Dr. Charles because I love like psychology. Mm-hmm. And so I love things. his cases. Like mm-hmm. I love him like asking like these off the wall questions and then knowing what it is. Like that's yeah. so cool to me of just actually, I mean, he doesn't have to like hardly look at people that's what's amazing and it's i mean he obviously has to do cts and science for some things but yeah i i just love how he gets to and he just like knows what people have yes because he's seasoned i mean he's been doing this forever now so mm-hmm. it's just he's seasoned at it he knows what he's doing yeah and it's just i i hope that um what's her name cuevas cuevas <laughs> <laughs> i hope that she really starts learning stuff from him because he can make her an amazing Mm -hmm. doctor if she just listens to him but she's been just i mean a week prior she's just been wanting to fight him on every single thing like no that's not how i learned it in school no that's not what we need to do i know that's crazy it's like honey he's been doing this for how many years and you've been doing it for how many years like it's yeah like listen to your mentor and there's a reason that doctors have such a long period of training and learning outside of the classroom because they can teach you as much as they want in the classroom, but nothing compares to real life experience. And those applications you learn in school don't always apply in the real world. You have mm-hmm. to have that real world experience. You have to have that, that internship and you have to have that, that residency rotation to actually learn things and see like, okay, it's not so black and white, especially in psychiatry, especially yep. in psychiatry. Yeah. There's so many things it could have been mm-hmm. you don't yeah. know and i did notice that charles looked very surprised when she connected with this patient yeah and he was like whoa okay but i like what i like about dr charles is he sits back and lets that happen once mm-hmm. because he knows the value and importance of that he lets it happen and i don't i think at first it's kind of seemed like she felt like oh no i gave too much of myself away because she was back to business very quickly yeah she caught so, herself mm-hmm but I think the fact that he came back and asked specifically for Cuevas, I think is going to be maybe a good indication or something. And I think what we see there, and this is something that Cuevas had said, is that, you know, there's this guy who clearly, it was when he left the hospital at first without, you know, approval. And she said, yeah. we've been working so hard. We've been going, bending over backwards to get this guy the help he needs. And then someone else, and he left but yet someone else who should have been released hours ago is now admitted because of this problem. And so it kind of felt like this is how it is. What is the point? But then we see him come back at the end. So it kind of restored her faith. And that was nice. But with Eleanor, that was such a sad, she was there for hours. I, hours. I was really concerned about this. Mm-hmm. I was like, is this like what? I didn't under- really understand what the issue was of like, who was supposed to be coming getting her in the med transport team? They didn't have enough drivers, so they couldn't get as many vans out as they usually do because no one wants to work or people aren't able to work or whatever. I think it's more people don't want to work, but don't she, work. 
when she came and picked her out, she said, oh, you're our eighth one of the day. And I thought, that's it? That's it? She's been waiting this long and she's only your eighth one? What is wrong with you? Because, it, I mean, it wasn't nighttime, but I felt like it was the end of the work day. Yeah. Oh, she was there for hours. Because mm-hmm. she said, I have two more to go yet or three more to go yet or something like that. Like, I get that they're... I, I think they should have made that number higher because that number to me is like, mm, unless you are the only one running to all the hospitals in the city and then to pot, that's different, but it doesn't sound like that was, it sounds like there's still other drivers. There just aren't a lot. Yeah. I mean, how far are you driving these people? Shouldn't there be like a limit on this? Yeah, it should be, there should be some assigned to a hospital and there should be a radius. Yeah. But I mean, so, people from every hospital need to get back to their homes. So, I mean, if there's limited drivers, maybe people are doubling up in the hospitals. So they're doubling their route to go out. I mean, I know it takes forever to get to one side of Chicago or the other. So I, I don't know. Uber, taxi. That's that's what surprised me. Because when Dr. Lift. Charles said, all right, let's go. I thought Dr. Charles was just going to drive her home. I did too. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I actually put that in my notes. Charles like... is going to get him home himself. That's what I honestly thought they were going to go with this, but... It didn't go there. He just gave no. her the empty bed. And, and she, the way she was, it was almost like psychotic. Like she was having a little bit of break towards the mm. end of when she was laughing at nothing. She yeah. said she missed her arthritis medicine and her blood pressure. But so it's her blood pressure spiking. It's causing something weird to go on because there was, it was a weird reaction to her saying that those are the only pills that she had. So yeah, that was, it was a little bit strange. I thought, I don't know if, I'm kind of wondering if we'll see her again. That's what I think too. They keep they kept panning over to her. Mm-hmm. The whole you know, she she got a little bit of extra attention. That usually mm-hmm. means they're not you done. Know, they're not done. They're gonna come back. So I guess we'll have to wait and see if she does. And she was even disgusted at the doctors who were fighting with each other. Yeah. <laughs> now they're fighting with each other. I just want to go home. <laughs> this poor lady, man, Amen, sister. <laughs> could you imagine sitting there all day just going oh my god <laughs> last no, place you want to spend your whole free day is in the mm-hmm. hospital exactly. where you don't have to be <laughs> exactly and i mean i think she was gracious about it she didn't ask for help until hours after she had been waiting and then they kept telling her soon but that word loses its meaning and starts to be something of an insult at a certain point and yeah. she felt that but it was interesting to me because again April and Ethan just started dating in the season that I'm in. And I knew that they had broken up or they had fallen apart or she was, I knew April was no longer the show. So when at first I was like, why is Maggie so confused about what's happening in her ER? I don't, Maggie usually on point. I don't understand why she's confused right now. And then he pulled back the curtain and there was April. I was like, oh, okay. All right. So, okay. I get that now. I understand that. (laughs) April with a guy, which Mm -hmm. Ethan got very, territorial (laughs) he did not like that first i was like "Ooh!" and then i saw the guy next to her and i was like "Ooh, who's that (laughs) me and ethan had the same reaction like oh why is she with a guy because she told him two episodes ago he goes are you married and she said nope are you married and he said nope and then they ended the episode so in my mind, she's single. And when yeah. she, when they opened that curtain and I saw them, I was like, ah. Uh, I did not think they were, I thought they were trying to make it seem like they were together, but I was like, mm, no, there's no, they no, tricked there's me. no way they're not together. They tricked me. 
I totally, I was like, ah, but no, she's helping this guy out through her place, I guess, mm-hmm. wherever she's hospitaling at now. As Will we'll calls it, her now. gig. Her gig, yeah. <laughs> that cracked me up, actually, when he said that. I laughed, actually. I laughed out loud. I LOL'd. <laughs> no, I knew, I knew there was something up with this guy. Mm-hmm. He was shifty. He was. He, you could tell he was so nervous. I think she brought him to Ethan because Ethan is ex-military. She didn't want to bring him to Ethan. It was her Not request first. to have him. Because oh, she told him, she, she said that, he said, that's why you didn't want me to be his doctor, isn't it? She said, yes, because I know how you are with the military and I didn't want you to call call him in. Because they were trying to get that was, it, that was towards the end. Because she was like, I've brought him to many other places, but they can't figure out like mm-hmm. what's going on but she requested anybody but him and that's why maggie was trying to keep him out of the room and trying to get everybody yeah, yeah, else yeah, yeah. to go in there it's come it's all flying back to me now <laughs> but that was i knew his military background i would think honestly he would be more i think it's you would think that because he's ex-military he would understand the pressures yeah. that this guy is going under especially yes. when he said my team didn't trust me. My boss was on me. So that's where my mind, like, it's just, I thought Ethan might be one of the best people mm-hmm. to guide him in the right direction and, you know, tell him what to do and how to get there. And also Ethan's a really good doctor. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he can also figure out what's wrong with you too. And it turns out he was able to do both in this situation. Yeah. Because he didn't call him. In. No, he didn't. I didn't think he would either. Mm-mm. And April, and it was kind of sad that April was like, I didn't expect that from you. So you just think the worst of him at all times? Have you not I been with so. this guy? Probably with the way they ended things. They didn't, they didn't, I don't know. They ended things on a good note, but they went through some rocky patches. So I don't know. Yeah. I could see how she would be a little bit wary. Never know. I think it's interesting that we talked about how they ended things, but then they ended this episode with them. Yes. Did you notice that the only spotlight in that club was shining on April and Ethan? Of course it was. Of course, because they were the spotlight of the whole thing. I it was really hard. I know. I like it. I I hope they're forevers. I know he's about to leave the show, but maybe but she's already off the to, show. Yeah, so maybe he's like leaving to be with April. I feel like he like he leaves to like be with April. I think we'll all be okay with it mm-hmm. because we all want him to end up with April. Yeah. I would be okay with him coming off the show if I knew he was happy and with April, happy with April, I guess. Yeah. But I feel like it would, it would make me feel better. I love him. He's one of my favorite characters. I love Ethan, mm-hmm. but at least if he's happy and he's with April, I feel like I'm like, okay, like I'd be okay, but just, Let's not kill him off or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Let's not do that. Don't do that to my Ethan. <laughs> it already it already looks like things are getting pretty heated between Will and Crockett next week. And I'm a little nervous. I mean, you can see that this is gonna come into play because at the end of the episode, Sharon looked at Crockett and said, Prepare for fame. And even Dayton said, I'll set you up social media through my PR team. So you knew something yeah. was coming down the pike. Something was coming and I don't know. Like I said, things have been kind of amping up with Crockett. 
like his character has kind of been off mm. so i don't i really don't like what they're doing with crockett it's really bothering me because we all love crockett like don't oh, oh no hopefully this is a huge wake-up call to him and maybe it'll knock him down a couple of notches and maybe he'll maybe this is what he needs to you know wake up and know he's yeah. not the center of the earth mm-hmm. of how he's been acting lately i know a lot of our surgeons act like that but not crockett and i don't want to see it so hopefully with this whole thing next week of letting his fame his little 15 minutes of fame get in the way of patience in real life he's gonna have to wake up and change something yeah so i think he needs this and it's, next unf- week it's, be good. it's unfair for other people who are in positions of power to abuse that power to demand yep special and better services over other people who deserve yeah you can't what what makes them any better exactly a life is a life Mm -hmm. sorry except mine save me (laughs) i'm selfish that's an that's an interesting note to end on because we move into fire where it's filmed at a funeral home so i mean granted that comes in at the end but still there was a funeral home in fire this week i loved fire this week it was it was a it was a light episode Mm -hmm. i mean it was heavy and that little i mean the girl was sad 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 situation she was in but overall this was a really good like kind of lighthearted episode Mm -hmm. that i laughed at several moments of it which was long overdue for fire yes it's been kind of heavy and i just i like they were finally like in like kind of a light the ending cracked me up mm-hmm. we'll get there but oh my gosh i was laughing so hard and this was the halloween episode too because they aren't coming back until november 2nd so yeah we're not gonna be here next week mm-hmm. boo oh well they need a week off i guess <laughs> no it was a very lighthearted episode really starting off with gallo ritter and violet i love this trio together mm-hmm. i've said it for a while now yep they crack me up together. They're my favorite friend group, I think. But they're they're trying to be nice with Violet and not bring her their girl guy problems, mm-hmm. <laughs> the relationship their relationship problems. Yeah, but I agree with her. She just wanted normalcy in this yeah. normalcy in her life, which she needs. Mm-hmm. And I love that she finally just spoke out about it. She said something. She needed to say something, and she did, and yes. they they were all for it. Like, I think they oh, I think they liked oh, not do? having to tiptoe around and talk to her. Yeah. They wanted that. They wanted normalcy back too. I think. But, well, and I think they just wanted to make sure that their friend was cared for, and can, and that's yeah. that's something nice and sweet about them is that all they wanted was just for her to be considered and to be sensitive to her needs, and I thought that was sweet. Oh yeah, they love her. They really mm-hmm. they, they they love each other. There's that unbreakable little bond i think they already have together yeah. i don't know i love it but gallo this week with herman's niece i can't think of her name tracy tracy yes <laughs> <laughs> i like carver herman's looking for you what does he want i don't know he's worked up about something could you say that it may be a different way carver <laughs> you have to panic maybe some Herman was pleased to panic gallo i don't know this i knew i knew as soon as he said that he had bartending experience i was like oh man 
you should not have said that because <laughs> you know i knew i mean i knew tracy was bartending at Follies, mm-hmm. and i knew and i was like oh gosh they're gonna have to work together <laughs> definitely gonna find out about them mm-hmm. well I, just, I think that was part of his fear too <laughs> well yeah and that was his fear and i just i was like oh here's the episode like he's gonna find out which the way he didn't find out <laughs> by the reaction the whole time that he was like trying to desperately flee the room before Herman got to him and when it was done she's like um okay you gonna explain that and I was like no you don't need my problems and then later on like Ritter and DJ she's like oh. so do you like him no you don't need to be involved in my problems and I like that she's like no no we're all done with this we're all done this is enough there uh and that guy the whole DJ thing, I got vibes too. That wasn't just Ritter being. No. Maybe he is the guy who just forced everybody. I mean, maybe <laughs> clearly he is. But like, I, I, I thought there was something there too. I can't like fault Ritter for that. I feel bad for him. Yeah, I do. But... <laughs> I don't think it was, it was probably not the worst state of his life because I remember, wasn't, didn't he go on one with someone who was like super crazy rude to the staff and was like demeaning to Ritter and like, no, no, you're going to have this when Ritter's saying I don't want anything. There was a date that they showed of Ritter's that was like that. That was way worse than just the guy bringing his girlfriend. Bringing his girlfriend? Like, could you imagine <laughs> going on a date and then them like bringing their, uh, their spouse? Yeah. I mean, at least that you can <laughs> play off as something else. <laughs> You can't even be like, oh yeah, it's fine. He's here all by himself, though. It's kind of weird. <laughs> you just sit there. <laughs> I do like that she when she was giving the advice. First of all, one's the Ritter sound, but then to Gal, she's like, just do nothing. And Gal's like, I can do nothing. I'm really good at doing nothing. Like, <laughs> clearly, you are not my guy. <laughs> no, needs you to be terrible at it. something. <laughs> I love. As soon as she started yelling at them and that little smile came up on her face, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I missed that. Mm-hmm. I think she did too. And I think they did too. It was a nice, it was. It was a really sweet moment. It was a very, I was trying to just get to my, my correct words. It was a really sweet, sincere moment between mm-hmm. the three of them. And I, I really missed that. And I'm glad we kind of got back. Absolutely. Like exactly what I was telling you during med. Like we got back to some kind of. They jumped quickly back into mm-hmm. some, into the normalcy. We we mourned last week. We got through it. We're moving on. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. We're not going to forget about them. We're not, you know, it's it's extremely sad. We're going to miss them. Mm-hmm. She mourned. We moved past it. Let's go on to something new. Like, She's no longer old widow Makami. No. Uh, sadly. <laughs> sadly hardly but yes but this this episode also introduced us to a different relationship dynamic when we meet jenny and her mom and i loved jenny Mm -hmm. i knew there was something weird going on and i felt like it was like not a i didn't feel like this was a very normal thing between her and her mom i didn't like there was there was something there the mom looked overly just like she's so done with this like she's just on her last there was something 
don't know. It just didn't seem like a normal thing for them to go through. But 51 calls is insane. Mm -hmm. There was somebody had to step in. Something had to be done. You can just tell something was completely off with this entire relationship. And that's in the last four months. Yeah, that's what that that's what I was meaning by like this wasn't like a normal thing. Like mm-hmm. something had escalated this, something had happened. This wasn't like a normal thing because 51 calls in four months? Yeah. Like that's crazy. Something happened. Like, why wasn't this looked into before? Like, how has how has this not been figured out before? Yeah, and why did it take a firehouse? To do something. Yeah. I was kind of weary about like them just like taking her back to the firehouse. I was like, is that, that's a minor. Like, is that okay? I'm guessing they got, they got the permission from the mom and everything, mm-hmm. but well, yeah, it was she just, said, get her out of here. <clears throat> yeah. And just, I don't know. It was, I thought something was like, it was going to be kind of a blowback to Kelly, to Kelly and Stella whenever this happened. Cause they were just both agreed to take her back to the firehouse. But as soon as Bowden was like, no, she's safer here. Then I was like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. Because We're good. They can't, they can't leave a minor on the streets knowing no. she has no place to go. They can't do that. That's they're they're duty bound by their position to yeah. make sure I was she's like, safe. They're going to have to call DCFS. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to have to call DCFS. Like what else are they going to do? And they did. T- they told her that right because that's what she said. What if I call my dad? Yeah, and that was heartbreaking. Yeah, that um, she had me going for a little bit. I'll mm-hmm. tell you. That. I was like, is this dad going to be like really bad news? Or That's like... kind of where I thought was that. Yeah. Because for him I didn't to think be... he was dead. No. But for her to, for that to be a last resort thought where she's like, oh, well, actually, like, why wouldn't that be your first thought to call your other parent? So yeah. I thought, I thought that's what the situation was too. But then you look at Severide and Severide, he just notices things about people. That's one of the great things that they wrote into his character is that he picks up on things from people and he sees yep. her in that hallway. And he has a comment and he just, he's very, very watchful. He's the one, and I honestly, I don't know how Stella didn't notice that she had a backpack constantly attached to her body. Cause that was, I noticed it. Looked, right. It looked like an appendage. How did you not notice that Stella? Yeah. She was very like, and that was her mom was trying to take the bag from mm-hmm. her. Yeah. That was the entire fight. So yeah. I, I was naturally thinking from the very beginning, what is in that bag? Yes. I thought maybe like drugs or something like that. That's where I, because yeah. I didn't think the dad died. So I thought the daughter was really out of control, but obviously yeah. the daughter had said, you know, my mom is crazy, but she's never hit me. She's never done anything like that. She's, yeah. she's crazy, but that's it. And you could tell it was kind of like a teen crazy, but when she was talking with Severide, he noticed, cause he said to Stella, the way she was talking, seems like she lost somebody important. Mm-hmm. He just, he does. He just, it's I think that's why. Squad. Yes. It's because he he's he's a level-headed thinker mm-hmm. when it comes to his job. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean a lot of times in real life too, he's a very level-headed person. Now he's had his hiccups. He he grew up. He grew up in the firehouse. I feel mm-hmm. like we've kind of seen him grow up. Oh yeah, and that's I love. I know one day we'll have Chicago without Severide. I know it'll come one day. I don't he can't want that do day. this role his entire life, but I will be extremely sad and heartbroken when it does happen because we have seen his entire not his entire 
you know, way up or anything like that. He was already established whenever we met him. But personally, we've seen him mm-hmm. grow up so much. Yeah. Even and as just, a leader. Yes. And I love that we've seen this. And I love that he just, he's so good at his job. He mm-hmm. knows people. He Praise knows God. what he's doing. And he immediately knows, like, there's something up with this kid. Mm-hmm. He yeah. knows. So, but Stella made a very rookie can't believe mistake. she did that. It was such a rookie mistake, and it was very. I was like, eh, why "It's not her. It's not typically who Stella is either." No, no. And I don't. I mean, we all do things where we don't think things through all the way. I mean, human error. Mm-hmm. Same we said earlier. Human error. We we make mistakes. There's, you know. But she revert. She should have known. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she should have known better. Really, Stella being you know the, her past and everything it was very unlike her character to do that absolutely and then when she was saying to Severin I shouldn't have let her go I, my response I yelled at the TV no you shouldn't have gone through her bag because she would still be there yeah exactly it wasn't, it wasn't like you let her go you didn't have another choice she chose to leave you couldn't like chase her all through the city you couldn't force her to stay that wasn't the problem yeah she ran from you to DCFS what kid crazy. runs from you to go to DC? <laughs> and even didn't the lady say in her 20 years of doing this, she's never seen anything like it? Yes. But I mean, Jenny had a point. Where else was she going to go? Her dad was dead. Her mom didn't want her. Those are the only two people she had. Where, where else was she, unless she wanted to hang out on the streets? I don't know. I feel like more most kids would rather be on the street than DCFS. I mean, that's sadly yeah sadly but it wasn't exactly dcfs it was i know i wrote dcfs but it was a girl's home that she went to that was run by dcfs i think i feel like i mean if you go to a girl's home and you're a minor they're going to it's run by dcfs yeah that's that's what i got from it too and maybe her only maybe the reason is is because she had a dad who od'd and who was living on the streets probably who struggled with that maybe that's why she didn't want to She's seen it firsthand. She mm-hmm. doesn't want to go down that path, which is amazing. Yeah. It's sad. It's very sad that she had to learn that at such a young age. Yeah. But it saved her life, I think. Absolutely. And she could have gone down a really bad path during all this. Sure. And she chose the right thing. Mm-hmm. And her mom right thing. Her mom played her part so well. I wish I knew what her the mom's name was. I only know her as Jenny's mom. But that yeah. scene where Stella's talking to her. Mm-hmm. It, it, it tugged at me a lot it did because you could tell that she was broken about this she hated the situation but what else was she going to do she obviously understood that this was not normal the way they were living was not normal it was not okay it was not healthy and she didn't like Stella said she was protecting her in her own way still devastating she was trying I mean I don't think she not, knew how not every parent I mean, children do not come with manuals no <laughs> <laughs> and there's sometimes even parenting i think every parent goes through it when you're like i don't know what to do i don't know what to do <laughs> and you do as a parent you try everything in your power first before you consult people you should consult and that's i think a mistake every parent makes like there are resources for every parent. Every parent goes through things similar in 
most cases. Not every parent is the same. Not every parent goes through the same things. Every kid is different. Not every parent has to deal with what other parents have to deal with. But if your child is going through something, there's another parent or a resource out there that has gone through this before. You know, there's there's help during in places. You can get help no matter what well, no matter what you're going through. There's somebody out there who knows what you're going through. There's somebody out there who can help you. Mm-hmm. And I like that Stella finally got through to for Jenny to open up and talk yeah. to her. And it was just finally just getting there. And the whole thing was her pawning this ring. That was the whole thing Ugh. of her getting so worked up was her pawning this ring. She made a big mistake and she knew she made mm-hmm. a big mistake. But she's scared to yeah you know she's like i can't get this ring back i know it's already gone no you don't know it's already gone honey but you're just she's young and naive she's young and naive and this guy was seventy five hundred dollars to get it back are you kidding me i love stella still handed that (laughs) i love it too and i was like oh i sat back i legit with my entire body sat back i was like okay let's see how this goes (laughs) i know that's not gonna swing with stella She was going to, I was like, oh, poor guy. <laughs> I don't feel bad for him at all. And I think, did you notice too, maybe it was just me, but when they dropped her off at the house, Severa had looked almost unhappy. I don't know if it was like, he looked angry or if he looked like he didn't trust the situation, but even Stella yeah. looked at him and gave him a funny look because she saw it too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm wondering how but that's coming back into play. I don't know. I don't know if it will, or they're maybe going to carry it on to something it's not over it's not completely over but i don't know if it's going to continue with that girl and her mom or if it manifests some other way manifest some other way with kelly and severide i don't know i mean you just said with kelly and severide (laughs) with stella and severide (laughs) same thing same thing you know (laughs) Isn't she technically Severide? Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. They have the same last name. Well, I don't know. Did she take his last name? That's what I was talking about. <laughs> I don't think she. Did. I, I don't think she. I don't think she took his last name. I think no, she's he pretty. He still calls her Stella Kid. I think. Yeah, I can. I don't. I will I don't say she would take his. That conversation that they had about you know her home life and his home life. I didn't put that in here because we already know his background. But when yeah. she said, "How did you turn out so great?" He said, "You." I audibly said no, because Kelly was on the up before Stella. Yes, Stella yeah. keeps him like balanced, but Kelly needs to take some of that credit on himself. It was 51. Kelly, yeah. It was 51. But Kelsey, oh, Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> That's not his name. <laughs> Kelly also had the determination to do it on his own too. Like he had yeah. to have the will to come through and do it. He had help in 51. He could rely on 51. But there are so many times when Kelly could have fallen apart, but he had to choose to come back mm-hmm. and fight through it. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, Stella keeps him on the nair- on the. She keeps him balanced now. But yeah. Don't give all that credit to her. Not that. Not that I don't like Stella because I love Stella, but I think that's downgrading the effort that Kelly has put into his life to be a better mm-hmm. man. I totally agree with you. I like that too. I totally agree with you. So the entire time Stella and Kelly are working to figure out what's happening with Jenny, Sylvie, my Brett, I can't, I don't ever call her Sylvie, I call her Brett. Mm-hmm. 
she is desperate to figure out how to make 51 haunted new haunted house which i completely love but she's trying to make it a success i right? love that storyline i loved oh, it so gosh. much this is so like much. old 51 yes and you know why I have we never it. heard about Bowden's love of halloween like his craziness for halloween. why have we never heard about this before because that why could have been have something we, we've been we watching for the last 11 years yeah why are we not like why have we not had a haunted house before like why is this just coming into play because this is amazing yes it's amazing i love it i don't participate in halloween but i like how crazy Bowden gets i think it's amusing (laughs) when he shows up with a truck full of just like corpse (laughs) (laughs) he's so proud of it and the look on Sylvie's face brett is brett is just horrified by this idea i'm with brett on this one i'm totally with brett but i like that when she's getting all the ideas because she's the one who volunteered for this she volunteered to leave so she likes She's excited about the holiday, but her idea of the holiday is really not what anybody else's idea of the holiday is. No, she likes like the kitty version of Halloween. Costume. (laughs) I don't know why I said it that way. Costume contests and all this weird stuff. I also love that it was Tony, Cap, Joe, and Mouch who are her team. We asked for more of them. What are you going to expect out of them? (laughs) I was not disappointed. Not at all. No no please and make their that costume for everything their costumes were so <laughs> Bowden like, went up to random <laughs> what was tony because Bowden went what are you supposed to be and then tony started to say but then Bowden cut him off what was he supposed I to be i don't know i don't like even think strawberry i don't even think i know i know match was like this deck of cards <laughs> and then joe came in the room and said right like what are you supposed to be and he said I don't know. The thing said killer in a video game. <laughs> so apparently they just <clears throat> they got the apparently leftovers. they just like went to their Halloween star the, the day of. Yep. I mean, you know, if you go the day of, you're getting like the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> and so you're like, oh, I guess I'm gonna be the, the scream guy again. <laughs> again, seventh year in a row. <laughs> Sylvie's <laughs> one rule of no clowns, and then Joe comes out with the nose on. <laughs> just, My one rule. And then even Mouse this episode. Yeah, I totally agree with her. But Mouse this episode, when they're talking about what teenagers want, I I actually wrote this down because I laughed out loud when he said, teenagers flock to those horror movies, the sickos. (laughs) 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 But coming from Mouse, I thought that was so hilarious. I laughed so hard. (laughs) And And then Cap comes in with his good idea. It's not that hard. It's easy. For the average person, maybe not. But this is Tony, Cap, Mouch, and Cruz here. (sighs) Don't know that it'd be that easy. Oh my gosh. And then they can't make anything easy. (laughs) When when he's explaining to Bowden, and Joe's like, no, no, we'll uh, we'll fix the timing of the guillotine so it doesn't chop off until the blade falls. Until the blade falls. Did you not Why don't you just take the blade out? Like, replace it with like styrofoam or something okay that call why isn't that something you would do in the first place why was that guy working with the real blade and then sticking his head under there like, what, i don't know what are you doing i, I was with the wife on this one I yes was my house like oh, i was bitch. dumb like, i just take him with you <laughs> and then when they're talking about the stuff that they got at the store mark is like i got first of all he's saying it wrong but he's kept going i got a guillotine but I got a guillotine. 
I got a guillotine. And every time I say like guillotine, guillotine. I say guillotine. Well, the French would have said this guillotine. Guillotine. Guillotine? I can't guillotine. say that. It'd be guillotine. I'm, I'm Southern. <laughs> I'll blame it on my Southern twang. He was so proud of this thing. But then Bowden, he, he fixed it and like it horrified me a little bit. The first shot, that close up of that doll vomiting, like. <laughs> I mean. I don't do haunted houses. No, I don't. So, I don't do that stuff at all. At I all. like scary stuff, but I don't I like don't. putting myself in a scary movie. Like, I, that's not my thing. I'll watch it from afar. I don't want to oh, be in it. Halloween's not my bag. <laughs> so, I the final thing that happens at the haunted house, which is my this is my absolute favorite thing. It's, I don't like the scary of the haunted house. I don't like the things vomiting or the also when he's like, "We'll fix the zombie thing." I thought that was the Hulk thing. <laughs> oh, like, I did too. <laughs> we'll get that worked out. So those things were my favorite. My favorite was. Sylvie being sent out to talk to the kinders, kindergartners because she's the least frightening thing. And then she gets scared by the kindergartners who are all clowns. <laughs> oh my. Okay. I have something to say about this because who dresses a whole bunch of kids up as clowns? <laughs> I don't get it either. That was terrifying. They looked, they didn't look like, I think they were dressed as happy clowns, but to me, they were all like Pennywise. But I think that's the point, right? Halloween's supposed to be scary. What's scarier than a freaking clown except for a doll that talks? I mean, there's not much scarier than a clown. No. Because clowns are supposed to be cheery and fun. And the only thing we can relate them to is terrifying killer clowns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Pennywise ruined it for all humanity. Everybody. But we do have a very real comparison this week, too, because we go from the haunted house that is a full of zombies and dead bodies to an actual funeral home. And I think there's a little bit of jokiness in that, too. I do, too. I think it was intentional to be funny. I think they were just really wanting this to be kind of a lighter episode. Yeah. We deserved it. But (laughs) do you know how difficult it would be for a fire? in a funeral home that is the with worst a bunch of dead bodies thing. like who's alive and who's just passed out i mean they did bring all of the bodies out so I mean, kudos to them it cracked me up when they started wheeling them out there's just bodies laying on top of bodies with the body laying on top of the guy who was alive <laughs> that's my boss you look like a dead guy mixed in with a dead <laughs> No, and I got really scared for Carver in this episode too. I know. I panicked for a second. I was like, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. I kind of I kind of like them. I don't know. Don't that do that like to it. us. I don't I haven't figured I haven't decided that's what it yet. is. Because there's a lot of things I don't like out of them. Then he has episodes like this where I'm like, I know. okay, you're not so bad. So make mm-hmm. up your mind, Dick Wolf. I think I think we'll like him eventually. I do. I have a good feeling. We'll we'll like him eventually. Mm-hmm. But of course, my man Gallo helped him. Yeah. So all goods there. I like I'm happy about him. He helped him get it all reattached and he was good. I thought I honestly thought that was gonna end up a whole other way. Mm-hmm. So did but I for a minute. I saw I saw like the you know, like the, the things come down on either side. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, are they getting like trapped in here? Like, are they going to kill Carver off and not give yeah. us any warning? Mm-hmm. Like, right I, after I, they I, kill Hawkins I, off without warning. Uh, 
I felt no, there was a warning there. No, there we was a warning we were going to lose die. someone. There wasn't a warning that it was going to be Hawkins. Well, we had a warning. Yeah, but it didn't count because no one expected Hawkins. <laughs> yeah, I did as soon as he walked up to that guy. Well, yeah. then, yes, but that was at the end of the episode. <laughs> so I think I think this was a conduit for Carver to tell Gallo he owes him so that he could Gallo. I mean, Gallo also has something he always has something he needs done. This was just a way for Gallo to be like, hey, do me a solid and make Herman not kill me, please. By the way, we didn't talk about that, but Gallo hooking up with Tracy at the bar and it being filmed. Gallo, 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 Gallo. Imagine. If Herman had seen that, Gallo would be dead. He would be the next yes. death on Chicago Fire. Carver saved his behind. Yeah, let, he did. Let me just tell you, like that was that that was payback all the way. Save my life, I'll save <laughs> yeah. yours. Yeah, we're we square, saved each man. other's lives. <laughs> In which that that honestly made that was like point Carver mm-hmm. because that's why I think he might be okay. He. But I mean, it was a life for a life. Yeah. He didn't have to, though. He didn't have to. He didn't have to thank him for for saving his life either. Mm -hmm. But he did. Yeah. And he did a pay back for him. So I think think he's a good guy. I think he means well. I think he's just, he's been floating around for a while. And I think he's just kind of gun shy when it comes to people. You know, maybe the problem with Stella is that they were in Academy together. So maybe he doesn't like having her over him. And maybe he does, maybe he knows something about her and how she was in the Academy that is making him think, you don't really deserve this. You just rose up by people you know. And maybe yeah. he's upset about, so there's a lot of Stella's backstory that we don't know. So, I mean, there's yeah. there's a very real possibility of that. Could be. But next week seems to give us all of our favorite parts of fire. And I'm especially excited about this because it looks like the episode that Jeanette and I got to see firsthand when we were in Chicago. I think this is the one that we got to watch them film. So mm-hmm. exciting. I'm excited. I'm excited. There's a jewelry store fire mm-hmm. and it looks like a pretty big explosion, which was kind of crazy. I think I love these kind of episodes though, so I'm excited as well. Yeah, because we get to see that investigative side. Yeah. And it looks like it's not just Kelly this time because Stella's yeah. also in there with Bowden and the other guys are also in there. And we happen to know that all three trucks were there. Yep. Plus the ambulance. And who's gonna be there? Billy Riggins. Derek I'm Phillips so is excited. on next week's Chicago Fire. So we've been talking about this in our chat because Jeanette and I believe this is the one we were there for, and we love Friday Night Lights. Okay, so if you don't know who Billy Riggins is, Derek Phillips plays this character, Billy Riggins, on Friday Night Lights. We love him here at Fandom Family Chats. We love Billy Riggins and we love Derek Phillips. Yes. And Jeanette and I, when we were in Chicago, we were walking around watching them film. I swear that we saw someone with that same blue suit and it was as we were leaving. And I, I remember saying out loud, I wonder why there's someone dressed up for this or, Oh, I bet he's a rep for the show. I think it was Derek Phillips and we didn't know. And Jeanette and I are heartbroken by this. He was right there. I I am 99% sure that I saw him there, but I only saw him from the back because it's that suit and it's, Watch this, not even the episode that we saw. But you saw from the back and you didn't even know it was him? How? Because I don't know what his back looks like. <laughs> I don't recognize his anatomy. I'm sure Jeanette might have <laughs> recognized, but I didn't. Disappointed, Jeanette. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I think I think it is, and I think we saw him, and I think it's just it's just gonna make the episode that much cooler because yeah. I'll be like, hey, I was standing in that corner right there. Oh, I recognize that, and I just, I'm really excited to see it. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. And I think actually part of PD this week, I was looking at some of the shots because I was rewatching it today. I think some of the shots in PD, I think we stopped there when we were in Chicago as well. Although that was obviously it was this week's episode, but I think next week mm. was the same thing because we saw some of those, that. This episode of PD was all about um, the abandoned warehouses. Yeah. And we actually pulled up to a spot where we found out they're going to be filming and Jeanette and I were like, mm, I don't know if we should get out of the car right here. <laughs> and then she was like, maybe I should just text my husband just in case. <laughs> That's this is where I am. <laughs> so um, I think that part of this episode was also something we saw. I feel like I recognize, of course, all the warehouses and all the factories look the same in Chicago. So it could be good. Not. But it was kind of fun to watch that. And we start off the episode seeing everyone. And I thought this was really smartly done. We see everyone interacting with their family members. We see yep. Kim and Kim and Ruzik are talking about family life. And then you see Kevin on the phone with his brother talking about their family life. And even Torres talks to her about stuff. But yeah. it's a glaring observation that Haley has none of that. I feel so bad right yes. now. And she's overworking and she mm. goes to Trudy. And I thought this was really well filmed too. How they film yeah. going to Trudy every night because you see yep. that it's the background. And eventually her other partners in the department stop inviting her over. Yeah. And then you just see her going to Trudy every day and every day and every day. And the way they film it, the way the camera, I like how seamless it was. They would yes. start here. And as they came around Trudy, they'd come over here. But Haley was in a different outfit with a different hairstyle. And I just, I was really excited with the filmography in this episode. I thought it was really, yeah. really well done. I was super excited by it. It was, it was very different than, than usual. Mm -hmm. Which having a change in a show that you watch all the time is so refreshing and nice yeah. sometimes. Mm -hmm. I loved it too. I I immediately recognized it. But also she was overworking herself. Mm -hmm. And I like that Trudy finally said something to her. Yeah. Like, hey, you're you're overdoing it. But she mm -hmm. let her do one more. Just one more. Yeah. But then you're you need to take a rest day. Yeah. And I love and... how she said it too. She said distraction doesn't work forever. Yeah. It's it's Trudy. I mean, she's just I love She's her. Perfect. I mean, what are you gonna? What I didn't gonna realize do? how much I missed her either until I saw her in this week. Like, cause Trudy was one of, is in my top five of favorite Chicago characters. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how much I missed her until this week. I know we haven't really gotten too much Trudy time. No, lately. I feel like we got more of her on fire. Well, we were for a while getting her a lot on PD, mm -hmm. but she's kind of backed off a little bit now. Please but, don't. Uh, please don't make that permanent. No. Please, please no i love i love trudy being on pd yes i like when she's like involved in the cases too i don't yes. know why but i do because I she, like when she like gets her hands dirty yeah she brings a sense of camaraderie but she also brings a sense of like they sometimes need to be streamlined in their thoughts mm -hmm. and trudy's very like no nonsense no we're not doing that because it's not the right thing we're gonna do this and yeah. i love that i think they need that absolutely they do and the job that Haley eventually takes is with narcotics. But it, the last case that she takes with Trudy and it leads into something so much more. She, I don't know. Why doesn't, like, why doesn't she want a partner? Do you think because it's just Jay because... was her partner. Oh, well, you know what? He left. Mm -hmm. So 
but he didn't leave. It's not like he died. He said he's coming back. He said he wants to be with her still. So it's, I think it's a hard position for her to be in. And she was alone before she came to 21. Her first she, partner was Jay. She did not have a partner. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. No, yeah. she came over from her yeah. other place. Yeah. And it was Jay who, and then she got really involved with them as a family. And yeah. I think also the other reason is because this is not the group. She's not staying with narcotics. So I don't think yeah, she no. wants to give part of herself to them. But that guy, I thought we were actually going to see more of that guy who just, I did too. <laughs> I thought he was going to be like a bigger part. And then maybe he, honestly, I was like, maybe they're going to like move him more into mm-hmm. maybe they got they replaced i think jay with torres yeah but there's no openings there is no openings and she was apparent about that there are no openings okay Haley. my gosh but yeah she <laughs> didn't partner she he he stayed with her though he did yeah he wasn't and that, I, that was the other thing i thought they were gonna make him out to be like a crappy cop but he wasn't he went he saw shots or he heard shots fired and jumped right into it yeah and he was like holding back two guys and mm-hmm. i was that's why i was like okay well yeah maybe this maybe she's like sees him being like an actually good cop and she's like hey boy like this is actually like a good one yeah you know and he really wants to you know those are usually good cops so i i had the feeling we were going to go that way with him but we did it we yeah. didn't really see him that I much more that. Mm-hmm. but yeah they run in they chase that guy and i thought we were gonna well just Haley does yeah this, this episode just took a turn and i just didn't expect it <laughs> which i love i mean keep doing it i like i love the weird turns and stuff but i thought the guys that were chased that they were chasing were going to be like the ones who like adopt abducted her maybe for like a ransom or something because in the preview you know she got knocked on the head mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't remember the rest of the preview yeah when i went in to watch it so i didn't like they do give you a little bit more information in the preview. But yeah, they show you the girls. All I can run. remember are the preview. Yeah, and I couldn't remember that. So all I can remember is her getting knocked in the head. So when she's chasing after this guy, I'm like, oh, here's the guy who's going to knock her in the head. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> that's why in my mind, this took a whole other turn. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Which as soon as she found that girl on the floor, oh my gosh, my heart broke. I was like, she's being trafficked. Yeah. Like, this is absolutely somebody being trafficked right now. The storyline set me off a little the bit. Bottoms of her feet. Oh my gosh, I was mortified in this. I was like, oh my gosh, this is too real. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, human trafficking has to be talked about because it's a it's huge problem. Way more common than people think it is. Yes, and it's just terrifying that a lot of people just—it's not going to happen to me exactly everybody it's not gonna happen to me i you don't know Mm -hmm. i mean this ended up being somebody in a safe place Mm -hmm. that's supposed to be a safe place yeah it's supposed to be a safe place and it just this whole storyline this week had me all kind of worked Mm -hmm. (laughs) because i mean trafficking and i just i have a little soapbox here and it's because i can't come across a story like this and not get on my soapbox i said i think i said in the last episode my husband and i have been giving to an organization that stops child sex trafficking and we've been doing that for years and we've done a lot of research on this and most of the people who are sex trafficked are minors and that pisses me off yep I'm trying not to get like worked up here, but I'm getting worked up. They are children 
and don't deserve this stolen from them. Mm. Certainly not by someone who trusts them, but that's how it usually happens. These people who groom them and <laughs> it's, it's, it happens more often than you think. And if you think it's not happening in your town, I think that you need to think again. You're blind. It's it, just it, not gruesome. talked about enough. No. You never get on the news and hear blah, blah, blah was human trafficked. No. You don't hear it. Why? Like for a while there, there was like, we found 54 people being trafficked. We found, and that was like a few times. Could you imagine the numbers that they can come up with these people being trafficked? Mm-hmm. Women, women, children, men, they're trafficked every single day. And I love that PD put a spotlight mm-hmm. on this this week. Yeah. I know they haven't, they have in the past a, a little bit, but I feel like it's getting worse faster mm-hmm. than it's getting better. Yeah. And I know that we say that we don't want reality brought into our TV shows. However, it's a little bit different with a PD, with a mm-hmm. cop show, because what we want there, we want this to be talked about because it has to be talked about, but we want them to solve it in the show <laughs> because we yeah. don't want to see the reality of it. But I think that it needs to be addressed, just like COVID needed to be addressed. Just like the the situation with, that PD had to handle with um, the situation with Black Americans and police officers. Those things need to be discussed. They need to be brought yes. up. They're happening. They're relevant. I don't want to live here, but it does need to be addressed. And it does need to be brought up because it's a yep. very real problem. Mm-hmm. With nefarious. I mean, we talk, have to talk about it all the time and it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. The things I have to read and see. Yeah. And it's so disturbing of what, mm-hmm. of this in real life. Like it should not be. It yeah. should not be a thing. And you know, when, when Haley comes to, I really thought that no one was going to believe her because they, I thought they were going to go with the crazy angle. At first. You really, I didn't get that. I thought they, I, with the big gash in her head, I figured, but I didn't, I didn't, I thought they were going to like take her like during mm-hmm. the, when I saw the preview, I thought, too, I thought they yeah. were going to like abduct her and take her. And I'm really glad that they didn't, they didn't mm-hmm. do that, but no more women in that department need to be taken. No. <laughs> tortured by people. Please. But she, I mean, she obviously knew as soon as she saw that girl, she just knew what this was. Mm-hmm. She knew something wasn't right. She knew what it was. And of course she called in Voight to come and back her up. Oh, 100%. And, the te- and, the, and this team, the uh, intelligence mm-hmm. took over this case, which, I mean, we obviously knew that was going to happen. It's, yeah. it's PD. But I'm glad. And you know, that's and, where they found the razor blade that was nearby. Yeah. They found, her feet. They found out that the um, the team finds out that the factory is set to be demolished and the doors were all unlocked. The mattress and ropes were old, so it was probably left there. So they probably, that wasn't their base of operations. So they had that to go on. And the yeah. one thing that they are able to do from this is they link the minivan to an abandoned house and they go there and they find Sean, who we'll talk mm-hmm. about later. But from this minivan... Haley, she seems to get a little unhinged at this point. Yeah. But her gut proves to be right. Mm-hmm. She takes Sean back to, I guess, kind of interrogate him, but not interrogate him. She, as soon as she found out who's he, who he was, I think she just kind of was like, you know, I'm going to question you. Yeah. Because obviously he knows Abby. So she's got to feel him out and get some questions answered. And he's the only one that she knows. So of course he's going to be in, in a room being spoken to. 
I did not like his daddy coming in there no. and yanking him out of that. That was bad, bad, bad police work mm-hmm. on his part. I don't care if you, I don't care if I'm a chief or not. If my kid knows something about a missing girl, guess where he's going to be? Absolutely. In that chair, asking some questions or answering some questions. Mm-hmm. There was, mm, mm, that made me mad. But and then the way he spoke to Voight about her when she could hear yes. very clearly, like, how her dare husband you? just left. And, and what he said is her husband just left. And I know why that is. Really? Do you? Do you know why that is? Because how dare you? Ooh. God, he sh- he made me so mad mm-hmm. watching this. I kind of but... did wish that Ken would have let Haley go in there, but I know that would have backfired spectacularly. So I'm glad she didn't, but I still wanted to see what Haley would have said to him. Yeah. But everything is like connected and registered and all this stuff to Malcolm Kenny. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was the guy. Yeah, I honestly thought this was the guy. This I and mean, this one took a really weird turn. But as soon as they got to his house and she knocked into those monitors and they all turned on, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" First, my it was hard for me to even like look at that. I looked mm-hmm. away. I was like, "I can't." That's it was too real. And the it look on her face, it was like she was hoping this wasn't the case, but she thought it was. Yeah. So the confirmation. Like, I feel, I I feel like we all knew. I mean, mm-hmm. lay, seeing her laying there like that, you just. Oh, yeah. automatically knew yeah so i mean they were they were misled but his they find his vehicle racing past a place that he is known to go to mm-hmm. and searching the factory hillary close <laughs> Haley. <laughs> but while searching the factory Haley immediately hears shots being fired when she's getting all in there i knew i knew it was going to be abby that shot him mm-hmm. i knew it i did yeah. not have i did not think anything else i was like she got him yep and i also knew she was going to jump off that roof yeah i didn't i thought i thought Haley would pull her back nope i knew she was going to go over because as soon as she said sean's name well then i knew <laughs> Well, I had a feeling she was going to before then, but as soon as she said his name, I was like, there it goes. Because mm-hmm. as soon as she said that, I saw the look in her face and I was like, oh, oh gosh. Yeah. He is bad. He is. So, you know, I had a feeling about him from the moment we saw him. So I kind of, I, I thought he was responsible. They did lull me a little bit and it was, mm-hmm. it was, um, because it was it was weird how he misled them but it was uh when he was with them at that farm area and he said um how did he word it he said can you just tell me who she's with i can save her and then i was like am i am i wrong is he is he innocent yeah they i went back and forth during the episode Mm -hmm. and i don't know I was, I was, I feel like I was still going back and forth between it until she said his name and that reaction came over her face. And then yeah. it just like sealed it in. I was like, no, oh, yeah. yeah. And you know, whenever someone says, I guess my dad is your boss to avoid trouble, it's not a good sign. I mean, if, yeah, he was, he wasn't saying to get out of trouble necessarily, but he was. Yeah. He was just manipulating how he said it. So it looked like, well, I didn't mean anything, but I'm just letting you know. But that's exactly what he was doing. And he does, the first thing he said to his dad when his dad flew into that room is, I'm good, I'm good, I'm clean. And he showed him his eyes, which is also 
a mm-hmm. weird immediate response. And then the other thing is that, and you know, the first time I watched it, I had gone upstairs to put my kids to bed at the first commercial. I thought, I've got time. And I came <laughs> down and I missed the entire interrogation. Like, no! So I just got to rewatch it today. But he, the when he says about it is 13 to 20 year olds can come, no questions asked for services, which means that very little reporting has to be done. So it's yeah. easy prey for someone. Super easy prey. And this is... I mean, he offers help any way he can. He, he wants to be inside banks. investigations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wants to be all inside that investigation. I mean, yeah. that there were a lot of red flags. Mm-hmm. And there even when he was talking to him in his office and he kept looking around, and he kept like trying to sound all existential. And she looked at him and kind of smiled. And he said, what? She said, you speak in a lot of cliches. The look yep. that came over his face was like, and then mm-hmm. he called, he like, it's like he altered his face at that point. And he's like, well, it's because they're true. No, it's because you're trying to avoid being real. Yeah. So the moment that you're being real, you're going to get found out. And he paints Abby as this addict who likely had a misstep and lightly went back into it. Like, dude, come on. Come on. Yep. But he weasels his way into the interrogation for her friend. And even in there, and this was the one that I was really like, okay, you are, there's something wrong with you because the way he was looking at that kid yeah in interrogation room and he kept like leaning i got forward, the same forward. feeling and there was one point where he just kind of cocked his head inside i'm like Ooh, yep no, i saw that too not a good like, dude <laughs> so no. he's the one who misleads kim and Haley by saying abby called and gave me an exact address and there's holes in that story i and, was really confused with this too yes this and, is when i started really getting suspicious how did she know the exact address of where she was at b how did she break free? And the soles of her feet were cut up. She was tired. She couldn't move before. Right. And how, like, I, if her, if she, her phone is a recent thing, she probably doesn't have her friend's cell phone memorized. So how, she, or even his phone memorized. So I just, it, weird things. And then when he says that to Kate, when he says to Haley, when he's out there, because he's, this was another one that cinched it for me. Because he went from, I need to find her, I need to find her. And then he went, you hate that I can see it, don't you? Like, dude, that was creepy. What? <laughs> that was so creepy. Good the, Halloween episode. Yes, and the rapid <laughs> shift in emotions there was. Yep. You are a sociopath. There is something wrong with you. And Haley picks up on that vibe. Finally, unfortunately, it's at, it's it, she. I think she starts to feel it because yep. she. Like, and I was kind of unsure. And I when when uh, Abby was on the rooftop, I kept saying mention sean mention sean just say sean's name i didn't think it would make her jump though but i, I was like just say mm-hmm. get a reaction and then she said it and i'm like oh so i think Haley started to get the vibe then things don't add up and i love that she went back and dug and dug and yep. dug unfortunately what she found was over two Whoa. dozen girls in sean's care have never been heard from again after joining him at his place so she thinks he's a sex trafficker obviously mm-hmm. and i did yep. like that Haley used a cliche to get her point across she said what if the wolf has been in the hen house the whole time yeah so, and just, that's an old one too i love that one it was in it was good writing this episode the filming was great the writing was good and it ties in but i am kind of bummed that the next episode it doesn't appear to dig into this more though we do get a kevin heavy episode and what i have noticed that we are doing individual focuses on people this season so far yeah i like that yeah i do like that yeah but I don't like the way they're going with this one with Kevin. No. <laughs> this feels like it's going to be a heavy one. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I'm excited because again, it looks like the filming locations. Like we were, we missed PD every time when we were in Chicago, we missed them. The last time, the last location we went to, they said they just left 10 minutes ago. Like, <laughs> Can you give me the address of where they went? <laughs> That's what we actually asked. And they said they're probably on the studio set. So we actually drove by the studio. <laughs> but we couldn't get in there so but i would have rather you said oh they left hours ago like could you just yeah lied to us 10 maybe? minutes but everything being filmed here looks like there as well so it's gonna be mm. a kevin heavy episode Woohoo! i'm happy about it and I even mean, the parents on their doorstep we actually drove down that street because that was their first location and we saw all the news vans and like the, there was an ambulance parked out there too so i think that's all gonna tie into this episode yeah it's going to be a interesting one. We know Kevin didn't murder anybody. Mm-hmm. And I I hope that CPD is going to stand with him and not against him. I know it seems kind of a little bit iffy, mm-hmm. but I think though I think I, f- I feel like they'll stand with him. At least I feel like Voight's team will, intelligence will. Mm-hmm. Who knows if the rest of the PD will. They've gone both ways with Kevin in the past. <laughs> we we've had issues in the past with others so he'll be mm-hmm. fine he'll be fine we just lost jay we're not gonna like nothing's gonna happen to kevin it's okay that's what i'm gonna keep telling myself mm-hmm. <laughs> so i think i think it's gonna be good next week and I th- i'm excited to see what kevin i'm actually hoping celeste makes an appearance at some point because that kind of looked that area that we oh, went no. to kind of looked like where she had her art studio so when we were there we kind of thought oh maybe they'll bring her back I don't think that'll be happening, but I think the look on Kevin's face in that preview, he was genuinely surprised that the kid died. Like he, it was like, it all happened so fast. And so I think it's going to be fun, but of course we have to wait a week for all of our Chicago Magic, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD. It will not be back until November 2nd. So you will not get an NBC night from us next Tuesday. It's we're taking a break because they are taking a break and they will come back on Tuesday, November or Wednesday, November 2nd. Fire Med is at... 8, 7 central, fire is at 9, 8 central, and PD is at 10, 9 central. So be ready for those. And check out our Facebook group, which is One Chicago, Chicago Family Fan Club. We talk about all these shows in there. It'll be great. We want to hear what you have to say. So come on over there, start the conversation there. Seriously, tell us what you think. And we want to we want to hear your opinions on our podcast. We want to hear your opinions on the show. We want to hear who you love, who you don't love, what you're excited about, what you're not excited about. We want to hear it all. And stay tuned for Sunday. You'll have a Fox night from us where we talk about The Resident and 911. Wednesday is another ABC night where we're talking Grey's Anatomy and Station 19. Watch those. If you want to fill your time with Chicago shows before it comes back on, check out some of our older podcasts. We have recaps of the last five weeks. And we also have a couple that we did in our summer season. So check those out and we'll see you real soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Loving our content? Subscribe to our YouTube channel and don't forget to share our podcast with your family and friends. We want to continue the conversation with you. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok under Fan and Family Chats or one of our ever-growing Facebook groups by searching Family Fan Club. We've also launched a website, FamilyFanClub2021 at Wixsite.com. You can email us there and keep checking it for announcements and merch coming soon. And of course, be sure to tune in every week for new episodes discussing all your favorite shows.